Back to the Culture Call on Praise 93.3 with L. Spencer Smith. Our desire is to reach and empower the community by discussing a cross-section of relevant topics from various perspectives that are essential to its growth and interpersonal connections. Be sure to save our call-in number 205-752-4800. Be sure to install the free Praise 93.3 app so you can send L. Spencer Smith a message or topic idea. Search for WTSK in your app store. This is the world premiere. Great morning, great morning, great morning, precious people. You know what time it is. It's time for another edition of the Culture Call with yours truly, Elspeth Smith, right here on Praise 93.3. That's right. This is the place where Tuscaloosa meets the world. And of course, for the next two hours from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., I'm going to be right here talking a little bit about everything from society to sports, education to economics, and definitely from religion to relationships. And as always, we are here to create a safe space. That's right, a safe space to have empowering, provocative, and yes, sometimes controversial conversations. And guess what? I can get, you can call in or chat it up with me on, on the app. Yeah, you can do all of that as we learn together right here on the Culture Call. Want to welcome all of our first-time listeners. Want to give a shout-out to Brother Jay that keeps it hot, keeps it heated up in the morning, getting you started on your morning. If you love good gospel music and inspiration, Brother Jay is your guy. He sends us to the stratosphere. That's right, getting us ready to have an amazing day. And then he passes that baton to me, and it's hot blazing, and I want to keep it moving right here on the Culture Call. So if this is your first time uh, on our, our broadcast or listening to our broadcast, welcome to the Culture Call family. I am super excited that you are here listening to us today. Absolutely. You're going to learn a lot. We're going to have a good time. If you're a consistent listener and a recurring listener, thank you so much for making the Culture Call exactly what it is and that is the show that you want to listen to to make sure that you find out what is going on in the black community i'm super glad that you are on hey guess what do me a favor uh open up your phone real quickly if you haven't got it done already and uh go to your app store Every smart device has an app store. That's part of how they make their money. They sell apps, right? <laughs> right. So go to your app store and search out Praise 93.3 FM. Yeah, go ahead. Search it out. Praise 93.3 FM. And there you will find that we have provided for you what? A free 99 app. It doesn't cost a thing. That's right. Go ahead. Uh, sign up into your account. Download that app and you can hear the culture call in all of our programming. Guess where? All around the world, definitely in these here United States. So it doesn't matter if you're in Bangor, Maine, if you're in Miami, Florida, New Orleans, Louisiana, and definitely right here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and all the surrounding areas, Birmingham, Huntsville, all those places, you can hear us everywhere you go. But you got to download that app. So go ahead and do that. And uh, you can listen to me on your job. As you're traveling, maybe you're in a place where you can't call in or where you can't, uh, you know, blast your radio or like you're in your car. Yeah, you can listen on that app and stay in touch with what is going on 
on the culture call. Also, here is what I need you to do. Do me a favor. Church organizations, sororities, fraternities, musicians, artists, preachers, revivalists, whoever you are, go ahead and send me your public service announcement at culturecall.praise at gmail.com. That's culturecall.praise at gmail.com. Dot com. Go ahead and give me an opportunity to let Lottie Dottie and everybody know what is happening in your neck of the woods. We want to put some faces in the place so that you can feel good and know that what you do is important to the community. That's right. We don't want you to be in the revival by yourself. We don't want you to be at the concert alone. Yeah, we want to pack out the place. We want folks to come to your seminar. So guess what? Go ahead and send it again to culturecall.praise at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on Facebook. That's right, The Culture Call on Facebook. And you can like that. Just press the like button, and then you can send us a message. That's right, a message about your event. We would love to uh, promo it for you on the show. That's right. That's what we want to do. You know why? Because we do it better when we do it together. So definitely send that to us. One more time, it's culturecall.praise at gmail.com, or you can definitely send it on the Culture Call Facebook page, and we will get it there. Listen, also go ahead and write down this number. I know most of you might have it, but hey, I got to tell you anyhow, 205-752-4800. That's 205-752-4800, and call into the show, right? You can call in and chat it up. Yeah, have a conversation. Tell me what you're thinking about what we're talking about. All those kinds of things. Also, uh, you can hit me up on the app. They have a chat feature on the app, and you can hit me up. Many of you do it all the time, and I so appreciate you. Continue to do so. Yeah, let me know if I'm doing a good job, whether I'm stinking up the joint. <laughs> let me know what topics you want to talk about uh, that I haven't covered yet. Yeah, let me know all of that because you are important to me me. Yes, absolutely. And I want to hear from you. So do me a favor. Hey, guess what? Sit back, relax, and grab you some coffee. You know how we do it around here. Maxwell House or Starbucks. Get you some herbal tea, some chamomile, or some green tea. Yeah, I wonder how many of y'all actually went to the store and got you some chamomile or some green tea. Absolutely. Gets you a little caffeine kick. Yeah. Or get you some alkaline water. Alkaline water. That's 8.5 and above. They'll say it right on on the uh, on the label on the front of it, they told you, and that will help you detox your body. That's right, all of that stuff, all those chitlins and all that kind of stuff you 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 eat and drink things that you don't need. Get that extra sugar out your system, yeah, because you know you're not going to the to the gym today, right? So go ahead and get that out, flush your system, wake those cells up, and let's get into the culture, man, man, man. Are y'all paying attention to what's happening in the world today? There is so much that is going on. Uh, the war between Israel and Hamas is still going on. And, uh, uh, Israel is, is, uh, kind of, uh, you know, trying to, trying to avoid having a, uh, a ceasefire, uh, because they are bent on destroying Hamas. Or are they, right? <laughs> That's a whole different kind of topic, right? That's a big topic. And, and of course, you got the Palestinians, those who were in the land, uh, uh that you got them, uh, you know, experiencing a, a tremendous amount of deaths under thousands. You got marching in the streets, all those different kinds of things. You got Congress fighting about all of that. You know, uh, the Republicans finally chose a speaker of the house. 
uh mike johnson from louisiana yeah uh-huh we'll talk a little bit about that <laughs> um also, uh, uh, also, you you need to know uh, that there are primaries going on. Primaries are already starting uh, on the Republican side, and of course, there's one that put their hat in to challenge President Joe Biden, Dean Phillips. He's out there as well. I don't know how much of a chance that he has, but he's out there. Can't fault a man for trying if you think he can. Let him go ahead and try it, uh, as long as he's uh, you know able to do so. Uh, we've got all of these Trump trials that are happening. My goodness, I mean, a, a lot of Trump trials happening right now. I hope you all paying attention. And then you still have people who are still denying the 2020 election. Yeah, you've got local governments and state governments acting a fool over elections. They're drawing districts that disenfranchise uh, voters uh, all over uh, all over the country. And unfortunately, uh, what happens is... Uh, if you're not paying attention, we suffer the, the consequences of that. You had uh, a big thing going on in Virginia where they just uh, mistakenly dropped 37, 36,000 voters, registered voters who were legally registered. All of a sudden, they dropped those registered voters, voters who would not have known, who would not have known until Election Day, which I believe is sometime next week, maybe, and or, and or uh, uh, they were had to re-register and would not have been able to participate in uh, that particular state's election, all all colluded by the governor there and uh, to gain a, a, a majority in their uh, state house and state Congress, state Senate. Yeah, so much going on, right? A lot of things are going on. We're also getting ready for uh, the holidays. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, it'll be Thanksgiving. And then, of course, you know, uh, that's a rush. That's a, there's, there's so much going on. A lot of you are working a whole lot of hours on your job. All of that going is so much going on. Here it is. Why am I starting off like that? Just kind of giving you a brief. And this is just a brief outline of what is happening in the world today. I didn't even talk about what's happening in our city, what's happening in our state. I didn't even get to that. Yeah. There's so much going on, and what I want to ask you this morning, Culture Call, is how are you handling it? How are you handling all of the stress of all of this news and information moving and and going about working so hard, 12 to 15 hours, working the night shift, trying to make a living, right? You've got to stop to think about how are you really handling all of this? How are you processing it? How is your body processing it? How is your mind processing it? Yeah? What is your spirit saying about it? Yeah? I think it's very important, especially for those of us who deal with certain uh, ailments like, you know, diabetes and uh, blood pressure uh, uh, situations and uh, various symptoms, migraine, headaches, and being overly tired, uh, especially if you're overweight and you're you're from a family that has a history of uh, heart trouble and heart disease, you've got to begin to think about how are you handling all of this? Because guess what? All of that that you see, all of what you hear is energy, and that energy is being stored somewhere, and you're, and, and they're throwing it, keeping it going, you know, and, and your body and your mind processes all of that. And it can process it in a very negative or in a positive way. But the first question you need to talk about is how are you handling it? The big question of the day is, are you stressed out? 
Are you handling stress properly? Is your job stressing stressing you out? Is your family stressing you out? Is the news, all of that stressing you out? Are financial concerns stressing you out? You know? And this morning, I want to talk about two, two, two things, two opposing things. Distress and de-stress. D-I-S-T-R-E-S-S and D-E apostrophe S-T-R-E-S-S. Are you in distress or are you properly de-stressing? What does your day look like? Are you setting a, 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 a time where you can uh, detox? And I'm not just talking about eating the right foods, although I am including that. I'm not just talking about, you know, drinking water, staying off of caffeine. I'm not talking about just not smoking or, or t- drinking alcohol. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about from the invisible things that you can't see, from that invisible energy, that invi- those invisible inputs that come into your ear, that come into your trying to get to your soul and your heart. How are you handling all of that? How are you handling the negative words? How are you handling negative people? Yeah. How, how are you how are you addressing the emotional things that are going on in your life? I mean, yeah, for real. You, how are you dealing with that? You know, a, a lot of us have been taught, you know, uh, take it to God in prayer. And I agree with that. I believe taking it to God in prayer. Prayer is where your faith gains its language. Let me say it again. That prayer is where your faith gains its language. It is where your request gain language in prayer, right? And so I agree with that, that when we have a need, we pray about it. But the issue of prayer, when you do a really uh, a biblical scriptural study on it, is that prayer is not so much to change situations. It is at first supposed to change the individual that one of the things that I learned a long time ago that if I'm going to what pray about it, I cannot worry about it. I cannot stress about it. That prayer and meditation and taking it to God in prayer, yeah, taking it to him and leaving it there, taking my hands off of it and awaiting him to give me instructions awaiting him to give me what I need to partner me, partner me with the, the tools that I need to live in peace because that is what he told us. He says, my peace I give to you, right? I, I'm giving you peace. I'm giving you joy unspeakable. I want you to be able to live a long time and enjoy the life that you live, but I cannot do that if you're always stressed out. If you're always in de-stress, distress, right? If you're always feeling like the world is coming to an end, if you're always feeling like I'm about to crumble and I'm about to crush, uh, crush underneath the pressures of everything that I have to go through in life. L. Bishop, you don't know what I got to do. You don't know what my day looks like. I've been up since this and I've been doing this and I got to do this and that and that. Yeah, I understand. Life like if I can say like the young folks say, life be life and sometimes. <laughs> That's the truth. And and you're never going to, as long as you stay on this side, you're gonna have to deal with life. So not dealing with life is not a 
it, it, it's not a choice because life is going to come at you. If you wake up day by day, life is going to be there saying, okay, here's what we got to do. What are we going to do today? Here's what your responsibility. Life is going to bring things that don't even have anything to do with your life, right? You're going to be living in this world and you're going to hear information. Somebody's going to call you. Somebody's going to text you and give you information. Child, let me tell you what happened in X, Y, Z. And now you, that thing, those words, that particular idea and that perspective become a part of your life crowding in the little space that you may even have for yourself. And you've got to begin to understand that you you have two choices. Either I'm going to live in distress. I'm going to live where everything bothers me. I'm going to live where I feel like I have to handle everything, that everything falls on me, that if I don't do it, it ain't going to get done. And if I'm on part of a team, I'm going to take all, uh, listen, I'm going to say I'm a part of the team, but I don't like working with people because X, Y, Z, A, B, C, they ain't going to do it like how I want it to be done. Yeah. You're going to overly take uh, ownership of things that don't even have to do with you. You're solving problems. Yeah. And creating situations within you that have nothing to do with the functionality of your own life. Distress. Or are you going to de-stress? And part of the whole idea of de-stressing means that I've got to pull myself back and be and find a way. Here it is, y'all. Find a way to be okay with allowing things to pan out, to, to, to play out without my input. That you and I, we can pray for everybody, but we can't actively help everybody. For some people, uh, in some situations, your only help needs to be, I'm going to pray for you. A lot of things that your hands are in, you need to get your fingerprints off of it. Because literally, it has nothing to do with you. That's important. And if we don't discover that, if we don't come to that level of understanding, if we don't find a way to say, I've got to de-stress at the end of every day. You know, uh, in, in, in one of the things that we do is when we do uh, study the life of Jesus, when we study the life of Christ, we would notice that, it, it, it well, you have to study to notice it. But there are periodic times when he would pull himself away. He would go into a desert place. He would dis- he would disconnect himself from on the ongoings. Everybody's pulling on his messiahship. Everybody's pulling on his power. Everybody wants Jesus to show up for this. Everybody wants Jesus to show up for that. And, and if you read, there are particular times when Jesus would steal away to pray, steal away to just rest, steal away to go to sleep, Right? Still a way to di- disconnect, right? What is he doing there? He is de-stressing because I think we we lose the context that, uh, th- and I think this is something that even in our own uh, own lives we need to understand. Those of us who are believers, what we need to understand is even our Jesus, even Christ, took time to rest. He took time to de-stress. He took time. Think about it. Think about it. Y'all remember the story, the narrative of the disciples in the boat with Jesus? What is Jesus doing in the boat? 
not not what is he doing as if he has no right to be there, but I'm talking about what activity, what action is he doing in the boat? That's right. He's asleep in the midst of a storm. Now, now I get the whole, you know, the object lesson there, but he teaches a greater lesson to those disciples. First of all, number one, have you not, if you are fishermen and you are masters of the sea, have you not been in a storm already? You, you've never, this is the first storm you've ever experienced. No. Okay. Good deal. All right. I'm tired and I need to go to sleep. So Jesus is sleeping and he says, they wake him up. Master, you know, don't you care that we about to die? They're, they're bringing stress to the situation. And, and can you imagine you sleep in your bed and somebody just shaking you and telling you, get up, get up, get up. You got to get up and handle this, handle that. And such, so, so, and such, so forth called you. And can you imagine how bewildered and how dazed you may be when you wake up? And so Jesus gets up and out of, out of his sleep, out of his rest and says, you know, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me do this. He says, peace, be still. Three words. Peace, be still. Peace to to the disciples, be still to the wind and waves. Let me say it again. Peace to the disciples, be still to the wind and waves. Right? Because the problem is the disciples somewhere was disconnected. They allowed the stress of the storm to become their internal reflection. They allowed that situation to be the sum total of their lives at that point. Right? That 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 they they forgot exactly I've been in this place before. I'm going to ride this storm out. Right? Because when Jesus woke up he says and he dealt with all that and the winds and the seas and the waves obeyed and they finally calmed down and found their peace again. He said, "Listen. Oh, ye of little faith, why you doubt? What is your problem?" What is your issue? Why did you lose your faith? Why did you not utilize it? Right? And they were mesmerized that he could be that stress-free in the midst of a storm. Now, one of the things that I love to teach, you know, especially when I'm in that mode, is Jesus is an object study of humanity and divinity. I mean, we're not arguing with that. But he's showing us a a lesson about our humanity and how we can possess peace and be stress-free even in the midst of the storms of life. Take your eyes off the disciples because the disciples would be us, right? Because we panic. We panic and we love anxiety. We love anxiety. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Because anxiety to us Makes life interesting. <laughs> For some people, they're addicted to being on a thousand. You're like, man, calm down. Ain't it even that serious? Do y'all know anybody around you? I'm not going to even say it's you, but do you know anybody around you that lives on a thousand that something is wrong all the time and they always, some, hey, they're always in a panic. They're always, and you're like, yo, hey, you know. You know, be, be like my, you know, my parents don't come around me with all that, man. I'm having a peaceful day. I'm resting, relaxing. Don't come in, but don't bring that stress to my house. <laughs> don't bring all that foolishness to my house, that menagerie, <laughs> right? And be at people like that because they don't know everything to them. Every second, every experience is a moment of distress. 
puts them in a panic. What is we going to do? How we is going to make it out? <laughs> call what you call. I mean, that, I mean, listen, you got friends like that. You got family like that. And when you see you, the phone rings, you look at him like, oh, man, I don't feel like answering this. Oh, uh, no, no. I know I'm not by myself. I'm looking at because uh, I know this person lives on Stressville, USA. And I know if I answer this call, they're going to transfer or at least try to transfer some of that stress to me. And I'm having a time. I'm having a moment where there is no stress. I ain't freaking out. Ain't nobody freaking out. None of that. No, I'm, 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 we're not dealing with that, you know. And, and they come and or they'll text you and you you leave it on read for just a moment. You won't even answer it. You leave it because I know on the other end of this is going to be a lot of stress. Right? But you have people who live in that space. What 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 what's going on wrong? What's happening? Did you hear, you know, you know that her husband lived there? You know what his wife did that? Do you know they couldn't pay the bill? Do you know uh, how first of all, how do you even know all this information to be stressed out over? I mean, is it a ticker on the news or when something happens in the neighborhood in the community? How you get the news first? How you know they died first? Do they don't even know they dead yet. How you know? How how how? And, and and you have those elements around you in your family, in your neighborhood, on the job, in yeah, all of that. And you've got to learn how not to allow them to transfer their distress onto you. Right? You've got to live a life that knows, yes, that life by itself comes with challenges. It comes with stress. It sometimes can be stressful. If family can be stressful, finances can be stressful, work and employment can be stressful, relationships, friendships can be stressful. Absolutely. It just comes with the territory of life. Therefore, you've got to have some levels of boundaries and demarcations to say, before I get into distress, I'm going to de-stress. That means you've got to fraction off and sectionalize off a degree of your life whereby you say, hey, I got to bring the temperature down. I got to bring the temperature down in my life. It's too much going on right now. And I've got to make sure that I maintain my peace. I got to make sure that I maintain my mind. I've got to make sure that I maintain everything that is uh, uh, that 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 will cause me to be clear. That will cause me to be able to make wise decisions. I cannot be making wise decisions or important decisions when I'm stressed out. When I am in distress. Right. And when I meet people a lot of times and I, I, I'm, you know, I meet them and hug them after church and I'm, you know, that I try to do that and shake their hands and find it, you know, hey, God bless you. Did you enjoy service today? And then there's a list and litany of things that they say, well, I'm like, oh, goodness. Now, I just I know I just preached about 45 minutes of how God going to bring you out, how God going to turn it around, how God's going to, you know, flip the script and all this. Listen, I told you, touch your neighbor three and four times so you could get, you know, agreement and encouragement around you. And you still got the, the situation. You know, I've been hurting. Well, I, oh, I said anybody that needs prayer, come to the altar. How come you didn't come? 
I, 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 I told you all to pray for each other. Why didn't you come? Because there are some people, it seems like distress doesn't bother them. But I am not one of those people. And maybe you are not as well. And I try to, hey, God bless you. God's going to make a way and move them right on out the door. <laughs> oh, pastor, you're supposed to sit there. No, because when I was a younger pastor, I would sit two and three hours listening to people's problems and go home stressed, be aggravated with my wife, be aggravated with my kids, couldn't think, couldn't read. I didn't want to do anything because distress is transferable. Distress is a disease. Disease. It moves your peace. It diseases you. And you've got to learn how to de-stress. That means you've got to marginalize and sectionalize off a place and set limitations and boundaries on what you can receive for one day. Absolutely. So that you can live in peace. So that you can live in clarity and make wise decisions. Listen, we're going to have a great conversation today. You need to keep it right here on the Culture Call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, right on Praise 93.3. Get you some water, get you some coffee, maybe some tea, get you uh, uh, some tea, uh, some eggs and bacon, maybe if you got time to do that. Yeah, and keep it right here. There's more to come. This is the world And we are back. That's right, right here on the Culture Call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, Praise 93.3. And we are having a great discussion this morning. I'm trying to help y'all. How do folks say I'm trying to hope y'all this morning? De-stress or distress? What's your choice? I mean, for real, for real, though. What is your choice? I, I, I need to know because, you know... There, we, we're dealing with too much stress and health concerns and, and mental concerns, emotional concerns, uh, within our community. And when you begin to really get down to the grassroots about what's really going on, it's about the inability, uh, or the lack of desire to really uh, properly address stress before it turns into distress that we don't know how to disconnect. And I understand it. I understand that we are a working people. We are an energetic people. We are a vibrant people, right? I know that we don't work for the circus, but we know how to juggle. We know how to juggle a plenty of things. I get it. It's been our history in this country. It's our history of our people. I get it. Uh, but just because, listen, y'all, just because we learned it in the past or we learned it when we were young, or we learned it from our grandparents, our great-grandparents, doesn't mean that it was right. Doesn't mean that that is the way God's uh, best for us is supposed to unfold. It doesn't mean that. Just because me, Ma taught you that, or Papa taught you that, doesn't mean that, that, it's, that it's so. That is the life of the culture and times of that they were raised in. And I need us to understand that. I know no disrespect to them, but there's a lot of things that they taught, you know, that they taught me when we were growing up that I came to find out that, yeah, I got to live my life differently. You know, especially, especially those who are in ministry or deal with church and stuff like that. You know, that's kind of on my, my family. That's what our, you know, on both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side. Or both of my granddaddies were preachers. And I mean, between, you know, they traveled and they 
did, they did everything for everybody. I mean, they went to every every hospital. They went to every call. They tried to settle every dispute, you know. And uh, my my dad, my granddad on my dad's side, he had fields. He was a farmer, you know, a uh, soybean farmer, a corn farmer. So he had to do all that in the day. And then he would come and take a break and get uh, take a shower, get, uh, take a bath, get dressed, and go see about the members, you know, all of those different kinds of things. Because in our culture, you know that ain't, ain't, ain't nobody came to see me if the pastor don't come see me. They know, and I, he could send a deacon. He could send the medical doctor to come to see me. But ain't nobody from the church came to see me if the pastor don't come to see me. Y'all know how it is. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. You know I'm telling you the truth. And that's how we see it. And so, and so, you know, we expect people, we expect the people, the, our lives and people around us to deal with a multiplicity of stresses. And what I'm saying to you is that mm, that's not the healthiest way to live life. That is not the healthiest way to be and have a full and active existence, to have longevity. Longevity is not just the age in which you live. Yeah, you can live to be 90. You know, you can live to be 100. But what will longevity also speaks of the quality of a life. The quality of life. That if the quality of your life is going to be compromised, if 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 the quality of life is going to lead to a stroke or a heart attack and then you live after that but you don't have the prime ability to do for yourself and do what you need to do uh, listen because you don't know how at a younger age how to let go of stress and how to detox and de-stress yourself you know what 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 is that about there seems to be a certain affinity, a certain addiction, if I can say it like that, culture call, to that kind of stress being on our lives. And I get it. I get it. It's a historical, uh, uh, a historical chain, a historical context, a historical narrative, if we can say it like that, that's attached to the black human existence, especially in this country. What I am telling you just because you've experienced it does not mean that it is right. That's definitely what it doesn't mean. It means that there need to be some adjustments that happen, and we need to call it to bear. And so that's why today's show is about distress versus de-stress, that a lot of us feel uh, uh, guilty when we don't answer the phone, we keep the phone right by the bed because we don't want to miss anything. But what if some things you need to miss? What if there are things you need to miss? What if you don't need to be at that meeting? What What if you don't need to be involved in that conversation? What if it doesn't have anything to do with you? Yeah. And then when you couple and you add on all that's going on in the world, that affects directly or indirectly your life, then you got to be concerned about that. My big overwhelming thing, and this is what I love to do, that every day I try to find a moment to myself, and that was not always how I did it. That I'm telling y'all, culture call, they're me. That's not how I always lived my life. When I first started pastoring, 
you know, or better yet, when I started in the employment, <laughs> you know, I was a middle school teacher, new to me, was stressed out. I had, I didn't have the, you know, the administrator was, was, uh, 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 the principal rather was on my back. <laughs> you know, I was a new teacher, you know, teaching in the inner city, dealing with children, dealing with parents, got to have budgets, all these different kind of policies and procedures. I mean, it literally was stressing me out so much so. It stressed me out so much so that I contracted what they call Bell's palsy. And that means I, I can't remember the side of my face. It froze up. I want to say it was the left side of my face. I can't remember. No, it was the right side. And it just, it, it was like, I was like, I called my wife. I said, honey, I think I'm having a stroke. She said, what? And she came in the room and, and looked at me and like, wait a minute, something's going on. I said, well, let's go to the doctor. And they said, no, you're not. Your blood pressure is fine. Your nerves are fine. You know, all of that. But what you have is Bell's palsy. It's a type of paralysis that can be brought on by stress. That you've got infections and things in your body that wouldn't affect you if you were at peace. But this thing has infected your nerve brought on by the excessive stress that you are facing dealing with that job. And they said, I said, well, how can I get rid of it? How can I get over it? Well, Mr. Smith, most some, sometimes it takes six months. I said, six months for half of my face? <laughs> you know, I didn't, I, all I thought I was doing is working, working hard. I thought I was under stress. I, I knew I was under some stress, but I just thought it was par for the course. No, my body let me know that, yeah, you're not handling this well. And then when I started pastoring in my early 20s, you know, the the my my doctor says, I know that you are in your early twenties, but I'm going to treat you like you're forty because of what you do. The stress and the distress that you face on a daily basis make I means I gotta treat you like you're in your mid forties or early fifties in some of the tests that I run. Yeah. Have you ever had blood pressure problems before? No, never. He said, Well, I'm telling you. You, you, you're dealing with it now and you, we got to get it under control. I remember that I was under so much stress that I literally broke out in hives on one half of my body. I was like, wait a minute. I thought I was allergic to, to sodas and I stopped drinking that. I stopped, I didn't know what was going on. And finally the doctor said, no, that's stress trying to get out of your body. I had never heard that statement before that stress was trying to get out of my body. And it's breaking it on hives and it's like an allergic reaction. In other words, you and I are allergic to stress, over being overly stressed and distressed. In other words, my body was in distress. It was affecting it. And I mean, I was like, I'm scratching. I couldn't go to sleep at night. And we, I, I had never considered de-stressing. So now... That I'm a little old, look, just a little older. <laughs> Not a lot, but now that I'm a little older, I've learned how to pull back. I've learned that, yes, my assignment is to, to save the world, but I ain't got to save the world all in one day, all in one month. I ain't got to save everybody in one day. I ain't got to, I don't have to preach every sermon. I don't have to go to every place. No, I need staff. I need people around me that have a heart for people and that can, cause I can't do it by myself. And that was one of the most powerful realizations in my life to say, I cannot carry this by myself. 
And in many spaces in our community, pastors and people who are leaders are one-man shows. We expect one person to show up and carry it all. And we laud and applaud them, but they die early. Their health is failing. You have absolutely no clue because we don't get up and tell you that. We've got to preach healing and faith to you, but we don't tell you that a lot of times we just got a prognosis or a diagnosis of in our own bodies because we're handling all of the stress. Where our, our stress has turned into distress. And our bodies and our minds and our souls are crying out. And because most of us, most of us do not have a space whereby we can just relax. I never understood Coach Gall, I never understood why my grandmom, she would go, uh, and my dad's parents, they lived on a farm, and it was like a dirt road, and, and like in the middle of the day, maybe about three or four, it didn't matter what time it was, you know, she would get, get, get some coffee that she would make, I still see that Maxwell house there, right, and she would get some coffee, and she would go sit on the front porch and not do anything. Didn't cook, didn't clean, didn't go to her garden, didn't do anything. Not one single solitary thing. She just looked at the cars, you know, driving up and down the road. She just looked at, she, they lived at, the, the church was at the head of the of the road, and she would just look at the church. Sometimes she would just go there, open up the door, check the church, and come on home and sit on her porch. That was her way of de-stressing. And every person who is under the sound of my voice right now, has to find a way and a place and a time to de-stress. D-E hyphen S-T-R-E-S-S. In the world that we are living in, it is a non-negotiable. Now, I know you got faith and power and you love the Lord. He heard your cry and pitied every groan. I get all of that. I know you got the Holy Ghost. I got him too. I know you got the fire Pentecost brewing in your belly. I listen, go ahead with your bad revival self. But still, you need to understand that all of this treasure is in earthen vessels. That, yeah, it ain't your power. The text says that the power of the excellency of the power may be of God, of Christ, and not of ourselves, which simply means that when that power is not activated, yeah, because you can feel like you can conquer the world when you're moving under the anointing, you're moving under power, you're doing all these different kinds of things. Yeah, I'm churchy. I know. Yeah. Uh, but there is a time when you got to say, calm down. Nope. 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 I'm not. I'm not going to that prayer meeting today. I'm not going to do that today. Today, I've got I've got to get I've got to relax. You going back to the doctor Well, the blood pressure medicine ain't working. You ain't letting it work. <laughs> You still trying to do your same thing. You still trying to drink your caffeine. You still trying to handle everybody's problems. You're still in your children and your grandchildren's business. You're still doing this. You're still working 15, 16 hours a day, haven't taken a vacation because it's, you're after you're, you're going after this and after that and that you're worried about this. You're worried about that. You got to go to this and you got to go to that. No, I get it. Life be life and y'all. <laughs> yeah, but here's what you got to do. You got to know that you have one body, one temple on this side. And how you take care of that body, how you take care of that temple will determine the quality of life 
you live in order to experience blessings, favor, and all those other kinds of things that we learn about in our faith. That you're not going to be able to have to see the future if you don't begin to deal with stress now. Yeah. And so that's very important. That is highly important. That if we don't understand that, and you got to understand it, you're taking care of, of children, grandchildren running around, and you're at a certain age where you should be resting, you retired to rest, and now you're the daycare center. Yeah. you got to start thinking about that. You're, 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 you're getting to a place to where your body is saying, hey, hey, we got to pull back. You, you won't take a vacation. Now, you won't do that. You won't, you won't invest in your life, invest in your health, invest in your peace, invest in your sanity. And just say, hey, you know, I'm taking off. I tell my children who are in the workforce now, I tell them, listen, practice making folks understand that those personal leave days and sometimes even your sick days, you need to take them. Take a day or two for yourself. Because here's what they're going to do. If something happens to you, and I know I'm right, if something happens to you, they're going to let your desk sit for maybe a day or a couple of days, and then there's going to be a memo and a bulletin out. They're going to put something, a job search for what you do. They're going to keep it rolling. So learn how, when you get to those stressful points, to take care of yourself. Take the days. If they give you vacation, Two weeks vacation, take it if you got the days. And don't, listen, and don't go nowhere that's going to stress you out. Don't go around family members. I'm coming to California, and you go into California, spend all that money on the plane ticket, or worse yet, you drive and go to California and let Sally and Sadie and, and, and Ben stress you out. Then you could have you kept working. Don't go into any place that is going to stress you out. The whole opt, opt, uh, the whole uh, objective is to de-stress, not to live in distress. You feel me? That's what I'm saying. And you got to learn how to do that. You got to practice that. You got to practice that. Find out how many, how many, how many days and how much time did you have off? Yeah. Well, have you been to the spa yet? I don't. I, what spa? Uh, have you ever gotten a massage? No, but people rubbing up on my body. The devil is a liar. That's demonic. Okay. Well, what? Okay. All right. <laughs> I get it. I and I'm I'm definitely not here to change your mind about it. But what I am saying, you better go to CVS or Walgreens and get you one of them little foot massages and put you some water in some Epsom salt. Huh? Close your room door. Cut it in there. Put you on some good little music, whether it's your little gospel, whatever you like, and de-stress. That's important. Your life could and does depend on it. Absolutely. Listen, beloved, this is L. Spencer Smith right here on the Culture Call on Praise 93.3 FM. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I pray that it's a beautiful day where you are. Keep it right here. There's more to come. Don't miss it. This is the world premiere. And we are back.
It's the top of the hour right here on the Culture Call. 11 a.m. and some change. That's right. Right here on Praise 93.3, your inspiration station. And I am yours truly, L. Spencer Smith. And we are having an amazing day. Dealing with an amazing topic, I think. An awesome topic. A much needed topic, especially in our community. That's right. Where we we need to talk about stress and stress factors um, from a, an, an emotional, from a mental, from a physical point of view, and from a spiritual point of view. I think it's important. I think sometimes that we miss an opportunity to have valued conversations because we're so used to certain things happening. We're, we're, we're so certain in our certitudes and sure in our sureties that we miss the fact that maybe we're not doing what we need to do on behalf of ourselves to make sure that we live the best life that we can. And I told you that one of the objectives of the culture call is to bring us to the court of understanding, our community, to the court of understanding of that, uh, yeah, if we don't learn how to take care of us, because guess what? Nobody else is going to come to do it. This country has already proven that. That if we don't learn different ways and different modalities of, of, of self-care and people care and each other care, if we don't know how to look at ourselves in a different way to see that we, our, our own persons are the most valuable and, and commodities that we have in the world. That, you know, it's your body that gets up every morning. It's your, you know, I tell people, I don't care how spiritual and deep you are, how much of a prayer life, your body, your body is the vehicle of your purpose, of your divine purpose. And I've been saying that for years. And sometimes, you know, because of the, I'm from Pentecostal church and I'm, you know, they looked at me like, you know, everything was spirit, spirit, spirit. And they didn't give too much attention to the body. They didn't care how much they, how they dressed and, you know, all those different kinds. They, you know, this body is wearing away, but it's the spirit, spirit, spirit. Okay. All right. Okay. I get it. And then I started to understand when I read the text that, yeah, if my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, if my body is the temple of God, it's the Holy Spirit, right? Then I can't just worry about or be concerned about what's going on on the inside of me, I also have to be worried about what's going on with this soma, this body of mine, this body. If I don't take care of this body that, I, that I've that i been given as a vessel, then guess what? Then no matter how much spiritual, how much time I pray, I'm not going to live long enough to see any of my prayers answered and any of the uh, mysteries unfold, any of my purpose lived out. Because guess what? I didn't treat my body right. Right? So I, I, I get it that folks don't think that their body, but see, if you don't think that your nothing, you know, that your body is important, why do you go to the doctor when something is hurting? Huh? Now I know that some people that I ain't going to that doctor. I'm just going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know. I'm gonna put some put some anointing oil on it. I'm gonna drink some ginger ale, <laughs> right? And, and you're gonna put some liniment on it. I get it. I come from all of that, so I understand that mindset. Right. I understand that mindset. You know, and I can remember. And this is a true story, not a narrative. I would never. I would never do that. To I can remember when they called me. My mom was having a heart attack. She was preaching in the pulpit 
and she was preaching and she had a heart attack while she was preaching and she fell down and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, at the time in our little Pentecostal church, I was, I was pastoring here and they didn't call anybody. They didn't call the EMS. They started praying immediately. And one of my mom's, my, one of my mom's play daughter, she was like, yeah, we, y'all pray. I'm calling 911 because while y'all praying, she having a heart attack. And I understand the spiritual ramifications, but we need to get this body to somebody. We need to get, take her to see somebody, a cardiologist who knows how to deal with the body. Right? That, yeah, prayer may sustain her and give her the courage to, you know, calm down and rest in God so she won't get anxiety. But we, that does not negate the fact that we've got to take care of the whole of ourselves. And, and that is something that black people have not done very well. That we are not holistically, you know, caring for ourselves. So I get it as spiritual people, as religious people. I believe in prayer. I believe in it. Yes, men ought to always pray and not faint. I believe that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous makes much possible, avails much. I believe in all of that. I believe that if there's any sick among you, a call for the elders of the church and, and them anointing them with oil, praying the prayer of faith. And if that, if there is any sin on that one, uh, uh, that it will be forgiven and the, and the prayer of faith will raise them up. I believe in all of that. But I also understand the context of truthful humanity. I understand that Jesus was only legal to be down here except they prepared him a body. See, because he was not invisible on that cross. They didn't do that on the cross with no, without a body. It was his body. They didn't rip flesh from an invisible, spiritual, ethereal individual. They ripped it from his body. The crown of thorns were not placed on a mythical or a spiritual head. It was placed on a real head. Right? And so here is the deal. If we don't understand that our bodies are essentially significant to the unfolding of spiritual purpose and design, then we have missed something. Why do you see all of that? That means that I've got to take care of my body just like I take care of my spirit. Let me say that again for the people in the back that done closed their Bible and they flipped out their, you know, or they got their King James Version out. Let me help you all. The fact of the matter is, is that if you don't take care of your body like you take care of your spirit, man, then you're not going to really last long because your body needs certain things. You can be, listen, I've known people full of the power of God, faith and all that, but they were 400 pounds. We were nervous when, when Reb got up to preach, bro, you, and he hocking and spitting and he hollering, he tuning up good. And, but we couldn't get over the fact that, sir, at any minute, at any minute and, and that you could kill over. And here is the reality. Here is the reality that after that preaching moment was over, they had to, there was so much going on in their body that their bodies could not last to live out the full extent of the anointing of the power of God, of the purposes of God within them. They, they couldn't. It was, no, you 400 pounds saints. <laughs> Folks, culture call. They were 400 pounds. Ram wasn't going to last that long. I mean, you could hear him breathing before you saw him. Right? 
And folks are like, yeah, preach. I'm I'm sitting on that organ like, bro, calm down. <laughs> I'm serious. I was like, yo, you doing too much. I need you to chill out. I was concerned. Huh? I don't know about y'all, but I'm telling you, I was concerned. I was like, yo, this is, yeah, we need to do something better than this. But the reality is we don't necessarily consider that in our communities, that we must pay equal attention to our bodies. Now watch this. What flows from the soul flows from the spirit, flows from the soul, flows through the body, which means that when your soul, your mind is all distressed and all perplexed and upset that you got a lot going on, it's going to show forth through your body. It is what the medical profession calls uh, psychosomatic stress syndrome that it starts in the mind but it reveals itself in the body right that that a lot of things that are in our bodies genetically from from you know from our bloodline yeah uh but they, they a lot of things would not be troubled you would never see it unless stress hits it unless do y'all understand that unless stress gets becomes a factor and now stress will wake up that disease stress will wake up that ailment that deficiency it will wake it up and you're like man where did this even come from because it's always been there it's been dormant but what stress does stress touches it on the shoulder and say hey it's time for you to wake up it's time for cancer to wake up it's time for diabetes to wake up it's time for this blood pressure to wake up yeah, you've been. I know you've been dormant. I've been asleep, but yeah, Catherine just won't. She won't. She won't let it go. Sam won't let it go. He 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 won't. He's stressing out. So yeah, wake up. Then the next time you go to the doctor, it's like, well, have you ever dealt with this before? No. Well, it's in my family, but I ain't never dealt with it before. Well, guess what? Something must have woke it up, and I'm telling you what it is now. It's called stress. Because we don't understand the factors, our stress factors, and the factor of stress in our day-to-day life. And that's something that we need to learn, right? We need to learn how to manage and cope with that, to not enter into levels of distress. Now, if you're listening to me, I want to talk about that, how we can avoid entering into levels of distress. That, that's, what I'm, that's right. Because we're going to de-stress, right? But how do we stop going forward into levels of distress where we, you know, our hair falling out, hair turning gray, you know, got health problems, health, you know, emotional issues. How do we get out of that? How do we avoid it? Because if you say that stress is a, is a natural part of life, it's going to happen, then why am I trying to avoid it? No, yes, stress is. But... But there's got to be ways that you learn how not to allow stress to get out of kilter that it moves into what? Distress. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And the first thing we need to understand is this, is that you must identify the source of the stress. You got to identify. You cannot put it off and you got to call a thing what a thing is. You got to name it what it is. And sometimes that's very difficult. 
especially especially when it's people that may be stressful that's adding to your stress that's bringing you into a state of distress that's very difficult to say this person is a part of my stress and none of us want to say that i get it none of us want to really say that however comma you have to begin to identify what it is if it's work is it is it a relationship is it is it about finances or what what are the factors that are causing you to not sleep well to ha- you know what are the what are the causes and see now here's the here's the thing y'all here's the thing that a lot of people because they don't know how to address and handle it they end up trying to um trying to quell it and calm it by using alcohol and other things illicit sexual things and all that kind see it can turn into vices and addictions because you won't address really the source of the stress right those things become your side your escapes and they are unhealthy escapes they're unhealthy escapes right and so you got to say what it is because when you understand the root cause you can help develop certain targeted strategies to learn how to de-stress. I told you, one one of my de-stress things that I do, and it's going to sound funny to y'all, but I love Marvel movies. I love looking at Iron Man. I'll go downstairs in my basement and I close my Bible. I cut my phone off. I put it on silence and I don't tell nobody where I am. I just go pop me a bag of popcorn and I look at the movies. And no, and I, and, and just let the day kind of calm down, to wind down, let it, let it wind off of me. And I'm telling you, I really believe, I really believe God sits on the side of me and be like, okay, yeah, calm down. Let's watch this together. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. Y'all listen, he sound crazy. That's my thing. You got to find your thing. It's better than me out here getting drunk in the street. It's better than me smoking and doing drugs. It's better, it's better for my body because you can't help your body hurt, taking things that will eventually hurt your body in the name of trying to find peace. In the name of trying to de-stress and detox. You can't do that. You know? You can't eat your way into peace. All that ice cream, all that cake, and normally it's the sweeteners that do it. We, you're not going to get no salad when you stress out. <laughs> I'm going to make me a nice tossed salad with broccoli and mushrooms and, and, and you know, that's not what you're going to do. And I'm going to get a nice little vinaigrette and maybe my stress will calm down. No, that's not even, a, no, sugar, find me some sugar, find me some Coke sodas, <laughs> find me some Pepsi, huh? Give me a piece of Miss Mabel's cake and a big old hunk and some ice cream and some peaches on the side. And that's going, yeah, you think it's, you know, you might feel better because it tastes so good. But the truth of the matter is you're creating another physiological problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because I used to be like that. And I get stressed out. I'm going to the refrigerator. I'm going to the pantry. I'm trying to figure out what can I eat. What can I, I need a snack, right? And then a snack, one snack turns into five snacks. And now the scale looking crazy. <laughs> In the name of de-stressing, right? So you definitely got to deal with that. Uh, The the next thing you got to do after you identify, you've got to begin to practice 
care for yourself in those particular areas. Okay, and we just talked about that. Not developing addictions trying to avoid stress. Don't you don't don't do that. You know? Do, 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 you you got to make sure that you know how to de-stress. Pick up a book, read it. Read the Bible. You know, read it. A lot of people are not illiterate. Illiterate means you can't read. Many people are illiterate. They can, but they don't. Right? That the most Bible reading that most people do is when Reb said, turn your Bible to, you know, Matthew 6 and 33, Psalm 23. That's the most that people read their Bible is when they're reading it in church with Reb. But they don't read it as a form of self-building, self-meditation, of a, of a foundational uh, uh, precedent in their life that they can really build forward on and build upon, right? But reading is a de-stressor. Reading helps bring stress because you can't breathe stressed out. You can't even focus. Your eyes can't even focus. So you got to begin to develop that. You can read. You can exercise. You can go for a walk in the neighborhood or go for a walk in the park, Right? And again, when stress kicks in, it alerts certain uh, hormones and chemicals in our bodies that we want to eat. We want to uh, uh, eat sugars and things like that. No, 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 no. You got to keep a balanced diet. I keep apples and oranges and bananas and grapes and pineapples, right? So that when I get stressed out and I'm opening that refrigerator, ain't nothing but healthy snacks there. <laughs> ain't no chips. Hello. And ain't no chocolate candies, ain't no Hershey's Kisses, and no, you know, Snickers. No, no, no. I don't even, I very, very rarely take cakes from the Saints anymore. I don't do that. They, now, they're going to start, you know, uh, and I told them. I said, y'all, I can't do your cakes like that no more. <laughs> you know, Pastor not in his 20s no more. And I'm checking the scale. I'm checking how my suit's fitting. And I can see an extra layer of fabric, you know, an extra layer under the fabric of myself. I don't, yeah. I appreciate your sweet potato pies. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, but no, I cannot. No, absolutely not. Thank you for your cupcakes and all that, but that's not a part of my de-stress factor. Cannot do it. You know, go to bed earlier. See if you can get to bed earlier. Yeah. Instead of going at 10 and 11, see if you can make it between 8.30 and 9. Wait a minute. You must ain't got no kids. I understand when you got kids, you got to, you know. But if your kids are going to bed at a decent hour, then you ought to schedule that around. Right. If your kids are supposed to be in bed at 8, 8.30, then 9.30 is when you need to be getting ready to go too. You know, my my you know my, my wife would say, hey, you must have getting older. No, I'm valuing my rest. <laughs> you know, as children, we fought, tried to fight sleep. Man, listen. But at this age, I'll be trying to find it. <laughs> All the sleep they be trying to fight, give it to me. <laughs> I know what to do with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you got to get proper rest to be able to handle stress. You got to be able to sleep and get you maximized, you know, you know, resting and sleeping. And see, here it is. Watch how God works. It can't be that light sleep. There's a certain level of sleep that you got to get into it, a deep sleep, rapid eye movement sleep. You got to get down there in order for your body to replenish itself, to, to really. And a lot of people don't go to sleep like they need to.
they don't get into that deep sleep because again they keep their phones by their bed they keep their the ringer on they watch sleep uh they they go try to go to sleep with the tv on and then they're trying to you know watch action movies what you listen scientific studies tell us that you know you can even while you're sleeping you still can hear and so when you are uh uh looking at those things you know the police show the cop shows and the mystery shows and all that that stuff is still entering into your consciousness and it won't allow your brain to rest it won't allow your body to really get into a place where you can really find that sleep that you need so you wake up what tired you wake up quoting a movie and you're trying to figure out how did i do that because you were still listening to the movie. Yeah. Now watch it, right? Watch it, Bishop. You're getting all in our business. Well, thank you. That's exactly what I wanted to do. I want to tell you, I want to alert you that you got to start treating yourself better. Yeah. Relax, 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 relax. Spend some time with loved ones that don't stress you out. Let me put that again. Spend some time with loved ones that don't stress you out. One more time. Spend some time with folks, your loved ones, that do not stress you out. If they stress you out, ain't no use to... Listen, if you're trying to de-stress, you know, I know you love your baby sister. I know you love your oldest brother. But being around them, if all you're going to do is fight and they're going to bring you, keep bringing you gossip and rumors and all that kind of stuff and fussing about, then yeah... They might not be the people who are candidates to help you get yourself together. You might want to figure out something else. You feel me? (laughs) Absolutely. Right? And here it is. Here's another one, y'all. If you're going to really treat stress and cope and manage with it and distress your life, you've got to manage your time effectively. Being an improper steward over your time is a lot of the things that cause stress, you know? And, and and because we have, you know, you wake up with a list of 15, 20 things to do in a day. Really? 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 You don't prioritize your day. You just keep adding to the list. No. Here it is. I was sitting in a seminar, a business seminar, and the facilitator says, here's what I need you to do. You're not effective because you've got 20 things on your list and you're only accomplishing five of them. And so you're never celebrating your accomplishments because you got 15 things on the list you didn't do because you got 20 on the list. So you never feel like you're successful. You never feel like you can accomplish anything. You never feel accomplished. You never feel in. you can't rest because you left 15 things on your list. And they said, do you understand how ludicrous it is to make your brain try to complete 20 things in your body in a day, in an eight-hour fraction of the day? Do you know how crazy that is? So the person says, the facilitator says, do six things. Have six things on your list a day. And I try to achieve those six things. Don't let anything, you know, uh, deter you. From doing that, stay focused on those six things. When you achieve, as you achieve those six things, mark them off. Be a proper steward of your time. And then what you'll find is that not only did you finish a little bit early because you weren't distracted, but now you can celebrate your achievements. Because when you celebrate your achievement, what does that do to stress? It de-stresses you. It's like 
taking the air out of a, a out of a balloon. It just it, you just okay. Now now the rest of the time can be used to planning the next day, right? That that, that, that yeah. And then you I'm not you you need to learn how to practice this next one. Practice saying no. Practice hearing and saying no. Because that would alleviate a lot of stress. Can you can you come by? No, I'm not gonna be able to do that. But can I come by? No, 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 uh-uh. Will you be able to do this for me? No, we're not gonna be able to do that today. Maybe if you try tomorrow. Okay, no problem. Right? You need to practice saying no, practice hearing no. Instead of mad, being mad at people because they can't do what you want them to do when they when you want them to do it, they got to practice. They, they, they're listening to the same broadcast. They're listening to the culture call just like you are. Mama, can you keep the kids? We want to go out. No, I'm not going to be able to do it tonight. Not tonight. I love and I love my grandbabies. Can we do it? Can we do it on Monday? Well, I got to go. All right, well, y'all need to get y'all babysitting because I, daddy can't do it tonight. I ain't going to be able to do it. You know, especially at, okay, y'all ain't going to like it. Especially them kids, rabble rousers. Especially them kids, they get in the house and tear up everything. <laughs> you know, when they like that, no, I'm not going to be able to do it. Not today. No, nope, 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 nope. I know you about to close, but can you open up again? No, we'll be open again tomorrow at 7. 7 o'clock, come back at 7, and we'll be glad to serve you then. But I'm not opening up my doors. I've been working all day, and I need to wind down. See? And don't get mad at no. Don't get mad at no. Yeah. Learn when to delegate. Well, I'm not going to be able to do that, but this person can. I know they can. I, I Yeah, this person. And yeah, go ahead and put that. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to be able to do that. Because what I'm not going to do is stress myself out and not give you the best of who I am. Trying in an attempt, in an attempt to make myself seem more relevant than I perhaps need to be at this moment. So, no. We're not doing that. Nope, 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 nope. And you, listen, you're going to be okay. And whoever you told, no, they're going to be fine too. Yep. And what you're going to find out is that you'll see yourself. That you see yourself coming up and, you know, doing something, you know, different. You'll find your peace. Your headaches are going to be gone. You'll find your weight start coming down. Because your food will start digesting properly, because your stomach and your and your internal systems are not inundated by a bunch of stress, you're gonna see that you're not gonna have so much reflux and indigestion. See, when you begin to understand, yeah, I gotta protect myself. I gotta make sure. I have to make sure that what that I take care of me, so that I can take care of the things. That I must take care of. Absolutely. And feel, culture call, feel no guilt about it. Because you know how folks love to make you feel guilty. Well, you could have, you could if you wanted to. You don't know how much I, 
Okay. All right. I see where this is going. You're right. I could if I wanted to. But the fact that I don't want to, the fact that I am respecting myself, and that sounds harsh. I know it sounds harsh because we never consider that. Now, you know, there are fluctuations in everything. There might be some things that you may have to alter depending on the urgency and the, the emergency of a situation. Yeah, I understand all of that. But in a normal situation, no, mm-mm. no, I'm not going to be able to come. I'm not going to be able to I'm not going to be able to ride by. I'm not going to be able to hear that right now. Let me let me let me call you back later. Let me call you back later, because I think if I call you back later, let me adjust myself. Let me let me clear my head up a little bit. That would be much, much helpful. De-stress. And then, then you may be able to call them back and tackle it. And depending on where that conversation goes, you end it. All right, but well, let me go. That's it. <laughs> See? Uh, yeah, all right. Well, you have a good evening. Yeah, what you're talking about ain't got nothing to do with me. And I'm not going to let you bring that stress on me. But you got to learn how to say no and delegate what you can't do. Even if you can do it, you need to practice delegation and allow somebody else to do it so that you can find your rest. Listen, this is L. Spencer Smith right here on the Culture Call. Praise 93.3, your inspiration station. Keep it right here. We've got more to come. This is the world And we are back. That's right. Right back on the Culture Call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith. Praise 93.3, your inspiration station. And we have been having an amazing conversation about stress, distress or de-stress. What's going to be the default of your life? What are you going to do? What what, what are you going to do with that? You know, are you going to stress out during the holidays? You need to have a plan right now because I'm telling you, Thanksgiving is coming. (laughs) Family is going to come over with their kids. Yeah. Cousins you ain't seen a whole year. You know, uh, it, it's, it, it can be a very stressful situation. You know, you're used to being in your kitchen or by yourself, and now you may have to share your kitchen with four or five people. You know, it, it could become a, a, a situation. So it's happening in the next couple of weeks. You better get a stress plan. <laughs> you better get a stress plan. Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, family can do it to you. You feel me? Family can do it to you. So you got to have a plan. You got to have a plan. I know uh, we're planning to spend the holidays with my relatives and uh, all of us, my brother, our our kids and our wives, we're going to be together. Yeah. You know, and I'm the kind of person, you know, I'm, you know, my, my wife says, you know, you like to steal away. I'm the kind of person, almost like my daddy, he'll be in the mix for a minute, then you turn around and you can't find him because he's got to detox, he got to de-stress. He'll go in that room and close him. He would go in that room and close himself up and looking at his TV while we all out there hollering and laughing. And that I'm finding out that the older I get, that's kind of how I am because I've got to find places to, yes, de-stress. I've got to find places where, you know, I, I maintain my equilibrium. Yeah, I'm not good if I'm uh, highly stressed, you know, if if it's too loud or unnecessarily loud. Let me let me put it like that, because I can handle loudness. I'm, you know, a part of my music life and singing in concerts. I can handle loud. But if it's too loud and it don't make no sense, why are we just loud? Are people just hollering and screaming? No, uh-uh. I ain't gonna be able to do that. 
<laughs> I'm not going to be able to deal with that matter. But you need to, yes, yes, beloved, you need to start thinking about what is your stress plan for the holiday. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about how you're going to handle the family engagement? Have you thought about, you know, how you're going to handle the cooking and all that, the cleaning and who's staying where and all the travel plans of those of you who are traveling? How are you going to handle that? You know, that the last time you saw your play cousin, they got on your nerves so bad and y'all ain't really never fixed it. So this is going to be the first time you confront the situation or that you see them again. How are you going to handle it? <laughs> Hopefully y'all would have gotten that all, you know, you didn't wait a year to do that. Come on. Y'all not finna fuss over no Thanksgiving turkey and some macaroni and collard greens. Ain't nobody finna do all that. Y'all need to fix that on the two weeks preceding Thanksgiving. For a lot of people, this can be a very stressful time of the year. Grief can bring on stress as well, right? Missing people who are not there, you know, thinking about what they would have done and who they could, you know, who they could have been and all these different kinds of things. That's a reality as well. That's something you need to think about that uh, people enter into stressful moments because they're still in this process of trying to accept, rationalize, analyze, you know, that level of missingness. We talked about grief a couple of days ago. Yeah, they're in that process and they too need a plan. You know, it is very stressful, you know, uh, when when family comes around you and start bringing it up, I sure miss your mama. I sure miss your daddy. You know X, Y, Z and all that. And I mean, and you're sitting there like, yeah, okay. All right, so you're going to out-grieve me today. And stress comes, number one, because you try not to go off. I get it. Because <laughs> you, oh, okay, so you miss her more than me. All right, all right, right. See, it, it can come. So you got to get, listen, all I'm trying to tell you is get a plan. What is your strategy to deal with holiday stress? And then let's not talk about the 26th. I don't even know how many of y'all go out, you know, on that, on that, on the day after Thanksgiving to go to get the sales. Cause I mean, the streets be crazy. <laughs> the streets are crazy on, on the, on what is this? The day after Thanksgiving. It, it really is. And you're like, wait a minute. I'm not getting, listen, I'm not getting out and all that. Cause it can be stressful. I mean, I've seen people fighting over toys and fighting over appliances. I, it's crazy. So you got to think about all of that. You got to think about that person that wants to cook, that can't cook, that you told them to bring ice in paper cups, but they just had to bring their ambrosia. <laughs> they, had, they had to bring that, you know, they had to bring their special dish. Ain't nobody told them that no, it, it told them that not, not to bring that. No, anybody told you to bring that rather. Nobody likes it. It's going to stay right in this, in this foil. But see, adding all of those things up, that might be funny, but that is that can cre increase stress, and you've got to have a strategy of how you're going to deal with it. Absolutely. To the utmost, here's what something else I think we definitely, definitely need to do is that uh, last two things. Number one, set boundaries. You know, I just told you I got a level of, of volume that I can take, and when, when they hit that volume, I'm out. I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna disappear. I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna find a quiet space. It, whether that's on the front porch, the back porch, down in the basement, but that I'm gonna separate myself. 
Yeah, I'm not. Mm, 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 I ain't trying to do that. Not at all. Yeah. And so you got to have, you got to set some boundaries. Things that you're going to deal with, things that you're not. And you're not trying to be selfish and you're not trying to be antagonistic. You're just trying to make sure that I maintain the peace and the joy and the, the celebration of the holiday season. I want to enjoy it. I don't want to be stressed out eating some turkey over some ham and some dressing. I'm not, mm-mm. I didn't make this good macaroni and cheese for me to have a migraine from sitting at this table dealing with this family of mine. I No. So you got you to gotta set some boundaries. Protect your time, protect your energy, and to protect your emotional well-being. And all of those are in order. All of those are in order. Absolutely. And here is an important one I think that we don't factor in. Black folks, we don't factor in. And that is when necessary, seek professional help. Sometimes you have got to, that stress level can be so high and so chronic and sometimes you're not able to manage it. You, listen, you need to see a professional. Not just your pastor, but a professional, a therapist. You need to talk to somebody to get to the root. Because I told you earlier that, yeah, carrying stress like that on that level can be destructive. It can tear away and wear away at your body. It can. And if you don't seek to have somebody help you to navigate with strategies because they can give you strategies of how to really deal with that kind of tension in your life. Yeah. They can really help you deal with handling family, you know, around the holidays and you're still grieving. They can give you some techniques and and some areas where, you know, you can really, you know, apply those to your life, your life and kind of, you know, de-stress. Right. You might need to talk to somebody to deal with, you know, some mental health situations. That's not a bad thing. I know we've got certain labels for certain things. In our community. But you will be surprised with just being able to sit down and talk to some people, talk to talk to somebody who is professional, who is skilled, who is qualified and say, hey, they are running me low on this job and I don't know what to do because I know I need to work. But there are some days I just want to throw in the towel. There are some days that I don't want to do this anymore. And can I say to you, that is not a bad thing. That is not something that you should be embarrassed about. Quite frankly, that is something that you need to understand that all of us go through. Some people can handle it. They can shake it off and they can keep moving. But there are others who simply can not. And they need to talk to somebody because I'm telling you, stress has a way of turning into de-stress when it is not a distress, rather, when it is not taken care of, when it is not, when it is ignored, when your mind is telling you, oh, you can handle this, handle it, and, and things are continuously piling on. No, go ahead and see if even in your insurance, if you have insurance on your job, some of the some of your uh, the insurances, a lot of them provide and pay for you to see somebody at least once a month to, to learn to talk to to de to detoxify. And and in those situations, they are so professional that you don't have to worry about hearing them again. 
Yeah. You don't have to worry about them bringing it up at the dinner table or when you're sleeping, they got to bring it up again. No, they can't. No, you don't have to worry about that. You can talk freely. You can say what you need to say. Right. They can respond. You can have feedback. You can have a conversation about it. And then you can move on and leave the stress or the stress tendency in their office. But you have to start thinking about how are you going to deal with stress? I was sitting home yesterday and I was like, yo, the holidays are coming up. I'm trying to finish school. You know, I'm trying to think about gifts. I'm trying to think about all X, Y, Z and ABC. I just finished traveling, but I'm trying to finish writing my book, you know, to get it to the publisher in time. And so I got all of these things, all of these things in my mind going round and round and round and round and round and round. I'm talking about, my goodness, I just released a new single, shameless plug, great things. <laughs> Hopefully you got it already. I just released that, released that single and I got to figure out how I'm going to work that. I got an album coming up next year, all these different kinds. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, and I could feel myself. I could literally feel my body going into a state of stress. So what did I do? Y'all going to laugh at me. What did I do? I went downstairs and one of my favorite childhood movies, I put it on. I put it on and I just, I just laughed. I, I put my phone on, do not disturb, you know? And before I knew it, I was asleep. I, 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 listen, the movie was over watching, but no, it was over. The credits were watching me <laughs> when I woke up. I didn't even know, you know, I, I was tired. I didn't even know that all that was going on, you know, inside of me. You know, I put on the movie, what, what is it? Let's Do It Again with Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier. I absolutely love that movie. It's hilarious. <laughs> I laughed, man. I laughed, laughed, laughed. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up from a deep sleep. Absolutely. And sometimes you can be so on the precipice of stress because I felt it thinking about all the things I've got papers due and all these different kinds of things that I've got to handle within the next couple of weeks. And all of it tried to creep into my reality at one time. Now, I know I got a couple of weeks to finish all of these things, but it started creeping up on me and started trying to be a burden on me that I knew I had to do something. I listen. And what I thought to do, hey, this might not be your thing. But what I thought to do is let me laugh because I love to laugh. I love to laugh. I love to make people laugh. I love it. So I knew what was going to make me laugh. Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier. Yeah. Jimmy Walker, Jane, John Amos. Listen, I was hollering. I was hollering. <laughs> and, there, and and here it is. My, 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 my family knows that, hey, when he in that space, don't bother him. Just let him sit down there. He's thinking about something or he's trying to get him, get stress off. You got to find a way. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You've got to find a way to get out from under it. If you don't, it's going to crumble on the top of you. So culture call, I need you all to start thinking about holiday strategies to avoid stress. Have the necessary conversations Think about the necessary strategies. Talk to yourself, 
while you're in your shower <laughs> and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do to deal with this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to even deal with that because that ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm not getting into this conversation. You have to talk to yourself. Yeah, you got to talk to yourself so you will know what your plan is to stay de-stressed instead of enter into distress. Listen, we got a little bit more to come. This is the culture call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith. Uh-huh. On Praise 93.3, your inspiration station. We got a little bit more to go. Stay connected. Praise 93.3 brings you inspiration. This is the world it has been a wonderful day. Yeah. As we wrap up this segment of the Culture Call with your truly L. Spencer Smith, I just want you to know that I am so, so very concerned about our community, especially around the area of our health. And that health can look like, yeah, mental health, emotional health, financial health, spiritual health relational health i am very interested and vested in making sure that we are not late last or lost in any of the things that we do and so morning by morning i come on and and make sure that i try my best to give you the best information and encourage you to think about your lives in a different way i know uh that that uh, many of you probably weren't able to catch the entire show today, but you can go do me a favor. Go ahead to Apple Podcasts and you can get this show. Uh, just subscribe and they'll let you know when it's available. So once they get it processed, it'll be up so you can hear the entire show because I think this is an important and a critical show. Well, I think every show that we do is important and, and critical to our community. But this show is super important to me. As a busy individual that has a multiplicity of responsibilities, just like uh, some of you who are listening to me every day, sometimes it gets very difficult trying to figure out how to toggle between what's significant and what's important. It becomes difficult to prioritize because we don't want to disappoint and we don't want to let anybody down. And and I get all of that. We, we, we want to make sure that we do the best that we can for everyone that's around us. And that is real. That's reality. I'm not taking anything back or away from you with that. I just want us to consider some things. I want us to consider that if we do not take care of our own selves, if we do not look at the stress and what's happening on the what it's doing on the inside of us, that we'll adopt a generation of teaching and 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 you know idea uh, ideas that have absolutely nothing to do with the wellness of our lives. As a matter of fact, it will aid in stripping us and robbing us of the vitality that God has designed for us to have. And I think that's very important. I don't think that we need to neglect that. I need, yes, pray, praise, worship. That's right. Read your Bible. But I need you to be holistic in your holiness. Let me say that again. I, I need you to be holistic in your holiness and care about all of you, not just your spirit, but your soul, your emotions, and your body. That's God's will. That's God's way. That's God's plan for you. To choose peace over stress. Absolutely.
Listen, at the end of every phone call, my mama and grandmama used to say, I love you a bushel, I love you a peck, and I love you a hug around the neck. This has been yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, right here on the Culture Call, huh? on your inspiration station, Praise 93.3. Listen, have a great day. Hey. And do well with others. That's right. Treat somebody good. Treat yourself good. Let it begin with you. Yeah. Be at peace. Don't stress out. Love hard. Cook well. Eat well. (laughs) And enjoy the rest of your day. I love you guys. Y'all have a blessed one. Peace.